Good morning, and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance, INC.org. <laughs> but before I get into that, we just want to welcome you uh, to this Sunday evening service. Um, your uh, host tonight, uh, well, Pastor Wells is the host tonight, but I'm giving the uh, devotional serve, you know, part of the service, and I'm Evangelist Maxine Wells. And we want to just welcome you today. Amen. So praise the Lord once again. Uh, we welcome you to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening services with Pastor Bernard Wells. And um, we're located at 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954. You can visit us on uh, web our website. It's the Tabernacle of Deliverance inc.org once again and you can leave a prayer request a testimony you can become a partner um you can uh you know become a partner with us and uh to support the ministry we would really really appreciate that and um you know and even come on over to where we're located at now come on over and fellowship with us amen amen so we're going to begin with a word of prayer Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, oh God. We thank you for another day that you've given us. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for such a beautiful day today, although every day is beautiful, oh Lord, as we're able to put our feet on the ground, oh God. But we thank you, oh God, for the, the just that you give us life, you give us breath, oh God. We mm. praise your name, oh God. We thank you, oh Lord. We give your name the honor, glory, and the praise, oh God. And, oh, God, we just lift you up. We lift you up today, oh, God. We lift you up. We magnify your name right now, oh, God. We thank you. We just thank you. We 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 thank you. And we give your name all the honor, glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I always say thank you, Lord, because he's worthy to be praised. You know, and it's, we all, and I would say a lot of amen <laughs> because, it's just that you you just want to magnify the Lord. You want you want to get into the worship service and um, just always saying thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because every day is a great day. Amen. So those that are here, every day is a great day, and we just want to praise God. So let's begin with thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Once again, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Because this week, I was in so much pain in my leg, I couldn't hardly walk. I was walking like a 90-year-old, maybe a 100-year-old. I was in so much pain, I couldn't get out of the chair. But the prayer of faith will save the sick. Oh, and if they come in, they'll be forgiven. No, the word of God is true, beloved. The word of God are true. The Bible says, 
that faith is something that they hope or the evidence that they've not seen. Bow your head. That's right. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your sacrifices. Thank you for your concern. We just thank you. So thank you because you're worthy of thanks. You're worthy of gratitude. It's about to show gratitude towards you. We thank you for your mercies tonight. We thank you for moving. We thank you for breaking the stronghold of the enemy. We thank you for bringing the limits in the hearts and minds of the people. We thank you today because you came aboard doing all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. Get your Bibles today. You know, I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law is talking to me on the phone, and he reminded me of my faith, but it's a fact. But today, I want to talk to you. I'm hopping a little bit still from the thing that has a on my leg. I'll be hopping around like a bunny rabbit. You don't understand why. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about faith. Without faith, you ain't accomplishing nothing. I think you can think about it. Do you know when you go for a job interview, you go on your thing? When you go for a promotion, you go on your thing. You're not going in doubt. Oh, I'm not going to get this job, but I'm going anyway. No, you're going to get that job in Now, all the time you don't get that job, but that may not be the job for you. But I'm giving you a point of fact. Faith has to have action. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You have to have faith. So that brings me to our first scripture, Mark 11.22. Let's talk about faith. People are talking about blessings and this and that and the other and how you become rich overnight and all this other stuff. But I want to talk to you about how what faith can do for your life and faith can do for those around your life. When we talk about faith, we're talking about God. He's the God of faith. When we talk about faith, we're talking about the God of faith. That's something to think about. So the scripture tells us in uh, Mark eleven twenty two, 22, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. He didn't say have faith in your bishop. He didn't say have faith in your pastor. He didn't say have faith in your father. He said have faith in God, whom you cannot see. You see, the reason why he said have faith in God, because we're basing by what we see. You know, there's a lot of people only go by what they see. They say, when I see it, I believe it. That's not faith. When you go by what you see, that ain't faith. That's going about what you see. People think that's faith. Oh, now see, I, I see it. Now I believe it. No, that's not faith. You may believe it and see the difference between faith and believing it. You can believe in something that is done because it is already done. But faith is not that. Faith is believing in something. Faith is acting 
doing something that's not there yet. But you gonna sit in that chair, you gonna sit in that chair, but you gonna sit in that chair in faith and it's not gonna break. Hey. And he himself has said, have faith in God. Today we have a problem with that. We have faith in scriptures and not in a living God. Oh, y'all don't know. Y'all don't really going to get at me with this one. People have faith in certain scriptures in the Bible, but they don't have faith in God. They're the same way the Jews were. Church folks are the same identical way the, the, the Jews were. The old one the church, they believe what the scroll said, but wouldn't act on it and accept what God said. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. They knew a little more but they were not When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and went to the land, and as the Israelites grew, they grew further apart from God, but closer to doctrinal things, lost out with God. They believed what those, the Torah said more than they believed God. They kill you over that, and that's how some people are with the Bible today. They'll kill you over that word, but don't know the God of the word. Jesus said, "Have faith in God." Now that's something to think about. Every Tuesday and Friday morning at eleven o'clock, generally, I send out what I call the Wisdom for Life Scripture series. I send it to a certain amount of people every Tuesday and Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning. I send it by text and I send it by email. Sometimes people will testify how that scripture And God done something with that scripture. God opened their eyes to something. Because it's just a simple act of faith of me obeying God and sending out that scripture. I don't know who's going to be touched by it. I don't know who it's going to rebuke. I don't know who it's going to chastise. I don't know who it's going to concurrent. I don't know who's going to get saved through that scripture, but I send them in faith. The Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for and evidence of things that haven't been seen by you yet. You haven't seen the results of it yet. We just moved into this place in March. Oh, what is April? Excuse me, April. But by faith, I see this place too. Overflowing. Do we got to move somewhere else? Now, my natural eyes don't see that. I don't see that, but I'm operating in the natural. I'm operating in the spirit of God. When I first went on Periscope, the first online place we started doing Bible study, I just Bible study. Yes, those that were meet with me in the house that came to the Bible study, but all of a sudden people started tuning to the Bible study. And there were a whole lot of people watching the Bible study, but it took an act of faith and go on there because somebody told me about it. I just simply took a step of faith and said, okay, I'll try to see what, I'll see what I, what's going to happen. But I had to take a step of faith. Faith is something you don't see. It's something that you act on. Faith is not something that's jumping around. It's something you act on. Jesus told me people to have faith. 
passed away, gone on with the Lord. He had one and a, he had a assistant pastor. And he was dependent on his assistant pastor. And there's a little demon for that person in the church. And he said, come on, come on, come on, have me friends. And he said, no, 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 he depended on him, but the man wasn't in tune enough with God to go pray for the person. He, he didn't feel anointed enough. I don't know what was going on. And it told him a lesson about your dependence. Who you dependent on? This is why God said, have faith in God, not man. Because man is subject to feel not only because they want to, but they're human. Human are subject to fear. That's a fact. Humans are subject to fail. Humans are subject to go off key. Humans are subject to do what they want to do. Because they're human. They have emotions. They have desires. But God, through his son, said, have faith in God. But why? Why can't we just believe in what we see? Because everything we see is temporal. Faith is eternal because we get saved through faith eternally. We don't get saved. We don't get delivered by what we see. Do you know you a person to go to a hospital, go to the hospital, have an operation, and the operation is successful, and you go to the same for the same operation, have complications. That's a fact. Well, you can't go by what you see. She said, Oh, so one, two, three. There are people that went for simple operations and die, and other people live. Well, it's not by what you see. Somebody driving a pretty car. Oh, but you don't know what they had to do to get, or even if they paid for it. You don't know. You only go by what you see. But faith is something that you act upon yourself, not based off of nobody else. Because we don't get saved based off nobody else. We get saved based off of accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior ourselves. That's what we do. Okay, go with me to Romans 10, 17. Those of you watching this broadcast right now, uh, later on this evening, you can go to uh, pastorblwells.com and get the rest of the service. Faith. Romans 10, 17. Look at that verse. Look at what this verse says about true faith. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Didn't Jesus say, have faith in God? Jesus was the written word. He was telling you to have faith in God. So faith don't come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith come by hearing God's word. Acting upon it. I can tell you those children tonight. There's somebody say, told me, oh, hey, ask me, have you ever said them? Oh, no, 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 no. Why? I think they're going to fall apart if I, if I sit on them. That's not faith. You're only going by what you see. Faith is something you already know. I know. Faith is something you already know. Faith is something that you act on. But 
willing to act on faith. You have to be able to act on faith yourself. You have to be willing to allow faith to activate in you. Let me pray for the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, every soul watching the broadcast right now, as you touch, heal, deliver, and make free. Break the yoke in their life. Meet the needs of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You have to act on faith. Faith is what is said now. So then faith comes. It only comes one way. A person does not know Jesus Christ out of the blue. You hear people tell the story about how they met the Lord. Do you want to meet somebody you don't know about? How, how can you meet the Lord if you don't met the Lord? Somebody has to tell you about it. Amen. Somebody has to tell you about the Lord. There's no way in the world God's going to come walking in here and say, I'm Jesus Christ. That ain't working with me. I didn't know we tell the story about when I was on the tent. On the tent ground, we used to go, the tabernacle used to have tent ground. Uh, we used to go to the tent, big giant tent. So one, one week, it was a strange week. The first crazy thing that happened, this man came in on the tent ground. Uh, everybody, I guess most of us that hang out on the tent ground after service or before service, but we were there. Pastor Washington was in his uh, uh, trailer, his trailer extended. But this man came in, I'm not lying, he was dressed up like Jesus. He was an Indian guy, too. He looked at me. And he came. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've always been a jokester. I, I, I used to get me in trouble. I used to joke, or crack up jokes, make jokes about people. So this guy comes walking up to me. He got his robe on. He looks like Jesus. And what's the first word come out of his mouth? Hi. I'm Jesus. I just came back from India. I said, the guy you want to see is in that train. Oh, it's funny. Those that only we were rocking, but the guy you want to see in that trailer, I didn't want nothing to do with it. Why? Because back then, I haven't been saved that long. And you telling me you, Jesus, ain't working anyway. It wasn't working with me. Because you telling me that Jesus Christ is walking on the face of the earth when the scripture says, that wouldn't you be caught up in the air. Just say he was going to be walking nowhere. It did say that. It did say, it said after he ascended, he came back. He said he's going to return and gather the church. He's going to be caught up in the air. It did say he's going to be walking around New York. <laughs> it did say that. So I just pointed to the man. I said, who do you want to see in that that I turned over there. Right? He got to me Salvation is based off what you see. Now, if you told me that an angel came and visited, that's something different. Because the Bible tells us to be careful because you can entertain angels and unaware. That's why you got to treat people right. You don't know who could be sent to you. Without an angel from God, you don't know who can be sent to you. To check on and see if you're really walking and talking like you can. No, that man wasn't Jesus. Because number one, Jesus Christ knows me better than anybody. He knows you better than anybody. So he wouldn't have just walked up to me and say, Hi, I'm Jesus. I just came back from India. 
He would have already known I was going to cut up and make a joke. He already knew I was going to that it. The next thing after that, that week, I think it was a man on the tail horse. I said, that's it. I'm done. A man comes riding by in Brooklyn, and he's in Brooklyn, of all places, with a pale horse. He looked like he just came from uh, uh, 2,000 years ago. I mean, it was really something. I'm saying, y'all see this, y'all? Y'all see this, right? And this guy on real slow motion. He's going across. He's riding across on the pale horse. I said, that's it. That's all I need to see. <laughs> I didn't even know to get crazy. They see something that the natural eyes can't conceive. Amen. The reason why a lot of people will never receive Christ because they base everything off what they eyes see. Do you know that some people will stay in the same spot they live all their life because they can't get beyond the eyesight of their face? I'm sorry. I'll never get this way. I'll never do that. Because they only go by what they see. The Bible says, so things come about what? The word of God. What does that do? It energizes you. It stirs you up to step out. It stirs you up to step out into the dish. And walk on water. Now don't go tell no, don't run around saying that's the well, so go walk on water. I said they'll have you walk on water in of your life. The people take things you say, Pastor Wilson, we can walk on water by city. Well, you might hear, but I'm not telling you to do that. If you drown, that's your fault. But I don't think God's going to throw nothing out to catch you. Because you went out there on your own, like the, the prophet that went out there talking about, I'm doing what Jesus is doing. I'm going to walk on the water. And the Lord probably say, Hey, hey, God, I'm here. hey don't do that. You're going to drown. And the guy would say, Hey, Lord, I'm doing it like you. I'm here just like you. You're not like Christ. We got this crossed up. He said, be like, be Christ-like. He didn't say be Christ. He got it all crossed up. Being the original and being like is two different things. We got this crossed up. And he walked out on the water and drowned. And I guess a lot of people got mad with God. What did God let him drown? What's the father's sitting out there? God probably warned him because there was a time when you're going to do what you want to do. Faith is something that makes you do what you're supposed to do, not what you're not supposed to do. Faith is something that triggers in you through the word of God. Now, I want you to think about faith. Faith requires obedience. Obedience is required for true faith in God. But you've got to be obedient to God's word in order for his faith to be acting in you. I'm not talking about this. Because you don't have to live right to have gifts. A lot of people got this in their head. They can sing, they can play the organ, they can preach, they can teach, and I'm going to heaven. There's no way the Bible will say that. He said, You must be born again. He even told that to Nicodemus, the great ruler. He told him he still had to be born again, even though he was a great ruler and teacher. So faith then coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God is something we have to absolutely be doing. You have proper faith when we all get together and I say, well, we're going to believe God. God fill this place out. We're going to get together. We're going to pray and we're going to touch in the group. Because the Bible does say, there's two or three touching anything in my name. He would do it according to his will. And it's his will that we grow. And as we grow in him, we gain more faith in him. 
But that's together. But individually, we have to build our individual faith. Why? Because we be by ourselves at times. Where we have to act on So now let's go to Titus chapter 1, verse 3. Let's talk a little bit more about faith. These are simple messages, but they're very true. Faith is something you have to act on individually. Faith is not based on what other people are doing. Faith is based on what you are doing. Faith is something you, individual, have to uh, act on. Think about that. Faith is something you have to act on yourself. Not nobody else. You must build your own faith through the word of God. So let's go to Titus 1. Oh, Titus 1 and 13. Listen to this. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be found in the faith. Did you hear that? People say, oh, you be hard on people. You get rebuking people. Tell them, right. yeah, rebuking them. That's what we say with this thought in the face. And that's what we're going on. That's what we're going on. People run behind the prosperity ministry, but they want to find behind a ministry that teaches you to live in God by faith. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody wants to have money. Everybody wants to have success. Everybody wants to have wealth. So what? Know that money is only a practice, and, and the economics are all constantly talking about money being trash. So, why are everybody killing themselves to get it? Economics is talking about the dollar value is going down, but it's just constantly trashing the dollar bill. And then you have all these famous preachers constantly talking about God is going to bless you. You already know God is going to bless you. Did you know the Lord said he'll bless you going in, he'll bless you coming out? <coughs> He's going to be hearkening to the voice of the Lord thy God and do all what he said to do this time. Then I bless you going in and I bless you coming out. But if you refuse to hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, I'm going to curse you with a curse. That's a church day. He said he'll bless you and blessing you. Now that's something. He'll bless you and blessing you, and he'll curse you and cursing you when you don't obey. That's that's something to think about. We have to understand that God doesn't change, that he's a faith God, not a prosperity God. What do you mean he's a prosperity God? God is not the God of just prosperity. He's not the prosperity of God. I know all these lying prophets run around just talking about prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. Well, God isn't just about prosperity. Prosperity is the Prosperity means you're prosperous in your health. You're prosperous in your job. You're prosperous in your home. Money is only a substance. You can always get that. But you can't always get your family back. What's up? Go wrong. You can't always get them back. There's no refund once they're gone. There's no replacement when they're gone. Everybody is unique. You may have some crazy relatives, ma. You may have some crazy relatives like me. 
they can't be replaced as crazy as they are. I got some missiles that do some really wacky stuff. But they can be replaced. Money over time can be replaced. God is only promised man 70 years. And if I read the strength, they get 80. And you know some people make it to 100. 110. But you learn about those people that live a long time. There's something unique about them. They don't live the way. They don't live fast. They don't live fast. I think you research it. You're going to find out they don't live fast. Side. They live simple lives. They're not trying to die. They're not dying to get rich. They're not trying to get rich. They're trying to live. That's the difference. But they... Look at the scripture. This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. People start going off. It's very easy for people to go off. Go right off me. I've seen preachers that I started out with. They were preaching deliverance, they were preaching salvation, but they got around some of them upper class preachers, what I call upper class preachers. Those are preachers that preach prosperity, and you can have the whole world today. I know one person that he started doing, following them, he started teaching that. I didn't know who he told. And he said that's what he was trying to get up there with Sammy's preaching prosperity. Even though he knew that it was wrong, he did it anyway. Until one Sunday morning, he got up to do his regular prosperity message. He had a, a church full of people and love the prosperity ministry. And they could care him real good financially. So he got up to preach his message about being prosperous and how God is going to make you prosperous. And as soon as he opened his mouth, he started saying, you must be born again. You must be holy. He started looking at him funny. What are you talking about? He said, you got it. You He's trying to catch himself now. He's trying to catch everything coming out of his mouth. He can't catch it no longer because God is speaking. God is no longer in control of the service. He's no longer in control. And the more he's trying to get back to his message, you can't preach it. You got to be born You got to be holy. You got to come out of Joshua's face. You got to walk out. Now he's in trouble. Because he's seeing the face of the people, their faces are no longer smiling. They're all mad now. Some folks are mad. He ain't making a thing about how successful you can be through giving. Amen. He was no longer able to preach his successful through giving message. Why? Because God got tired. Because there's probably even somebody in that congregation really wanting to be saved. Yeah. And God said, I am going to get my word. See, the thing about God's word, it said that it will not return to him void. God's word is never going to return to him void. It's going to accomplish that what he's sending out to you. You got to remember that. When God put his word in you, it's putting you for the reason. It's going to accomplish that what he's sent out to do. That person that God wants you to pray for, that person that God wants you to witness to, he's going to you're going to get that opportunity. 
Why? Because he put that message in there for you. People don't believe that. But I'm going to tell you something. The scripture says, one plant, one water, and God gives the increase. God sent one person to plant the seed. Then he sent one person to water. And God said, okay, I'm going to give the increase now. So he told me the message that you must be born again. Well, he told me, um, he said, you know, they didn't like that. That was the end of the church. They were mad with him. They didn't want to hear that. They were mad with him on two counts. That they saw, he started preaching something they never heard, that he never said. And all of a sudden, he changed his message on them. Yes. He lost his church. <laughs> when he told me, I was stunned. And then he got something from him telling me what happened. I was stunned. I was standing like, what do you mean? I never knew, I never knew he started preaching about 30 minutes. Because there is no prosperity ministry. It's the ministry of God's word. Prosperity is included in it. It's not a separate ministry. It's all not a separate ministry. It's all a part of God's word. It's always been there. That's the devil and God. This thing that is a special ministry. It's a special ministry. Faith is not a special ministry. Faith is from the beginning to the end. People talk about Noah. People talk about Noah. How he built the ark. But let me tell you something about Noah. Noah lived in a time when it never rained. That's something to think about. Noah never lived in a area or a time when it never rained there. It never ever rained there. Never. Only the dew. It will wet the grass. They didn't know nothing about no rain. Can you imagine that? God speaking to Noah. Say, Noah, I'm going to rain and flood the land and kill everybody. So they want to baby. I want you to, I want you to build an ark. You want me to do what? I want you to build an ark. And I want you to preach them every day until the ark is finished. You want me to preach to these people that it's going to rain? Are you serious? The Lord God said, yes, Noah, I want you to build the ark. He said, I ain't got a problem with building the ark. I got a problem with telling these people that it's going to do something they never did. <laughs> you think they're going to believe me? No, God told him, build my ark in faith, whether or not they believe you. These were people that only went by what they see. They believed Noah when the rain came. Until the rain. Now it wasn't the first day of rain that they took keys to Noah and the ark. You know, this story. It wasn't the first day of rain. It wasn't the first day of rain. It's when it started majorly flooding. When the water was getting higher and higher. It wasn't the first day they went banging on the door. Oh, look at it. It's not like the movie that they made. Uh, uh, um, a couple of years ago, Noah, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that movie was false lies, nothing to do with the scripture. 
But Noah built that ark in faith. He didn't see the rain. He didn't even see God. Did you hear? He didn't even see God. He didn't see him. The Lord God just spoke to him. The difference wasn't Noah knew God for That's the difference. No one knew God's voice, and he acted on knowing God's voice, and he took that off in faith. And I was reading some time ago about the animals. Do you know it wasn't just to uh, feed the animals? A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> A lot of people know that. Anybody know how long it ran? 48, 49, right? Is that what happened 40 days, 49? Is that what the scripture said? It ain't 40 days, 49. So was everybody on the ship fasting 40 days, 49? And the food animals? No. There were other animals that were brought on in. But the two particularly were set apart. The male and the female were set apart. You got to really read your Bible there. You got to really read what the scripture says. Because we jump at everything. We go by what we hear. You got to search the scripture. But Noah operated in faith and built an ark that he had never seen or heard of him built. He had to use a specific type of wood that God told him to use. He was essentially acting in Remember what I said? What scripture said that day, y'all? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God spoke the word. God spoke the word to Noah. It was actually a spoken word from God now to Noah. That's what the scripture said. Faith coming by what? Hearing. The word of God. When we hear the word of God, we act on it. Or we can reject it. There's many people that rejected the word of God. I know some. They're doing what they want to do, but they rejected what God had to say to them. I know preachers that would never preach because that's what God called them to do and they don't want to do it. I know a sister that told me I'll never marry a preacher. I said, why? Right. They go through too much. Everybody goes through a lot of stuff and says you'll never marry a preacher. I was like, wow. Everybody has their thing. Regardless of what God says, people are always going to do what they want. That's the only one more scripture. Let's go to Galatians 3.26. This is going to be a two-part message. Galatians 3.26. The word of God is not going to change. Whether we want it to or not. Galatians 3.26 says, But we are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to read it one more time. I want y'all to read it with me. Read your scripture with me. Let's read it. For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. All right. Now, how many of y'all heard the saying, we are all children of God? Let me see your hand. All right, we all heard that we all children of God, right? Okay. <clears throat> now, what did that scripture say? 
That scripture says we are only children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Not because we were born and went to a Baptist church. Not because we were born, because we went to a Pentecostal church or a Catholic church or we're Catholic or we're Catholic. He said we are only children of God by faith in Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus. We're not children of God no other way. I don't care what your religious upbringing is. You are not a child of God until you know Jesus Christ is part of your faith. Until you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you don't know who God is. You're not his child. I remember when I was on the train many years ago. I was on the train platform in New York. And I was, I think I was giving out tracks. I haven't been staying too long. And I gave this track to this guy, this gay guy. So because I didn't really know God's word for myself, you know what he said to me? Oh, me and Jesus, we are real tight. Now, it wasn't me today. I thought he would have said him straight according to the word. But I didn't know what to say. Now, if I had knew what the scripture says here, I would have told you you're not a child of God if you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin. If I, if I had told that guy that back then, he would have known that he was a child of God. He was claiming to be a child of God. But without Christ, he didn't have to be a child of God. The scripture says it here. Look at what the scripture says. Verse 26 in Galatians chapter 3, look what it says. It says, we, for ye, are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. There ain't no other way. Amen. There is no salvation under heaven whereby a man can be saved but in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about eternal salvation. We're talking about walking by faith in the Lord. We used to think of and they go something like this. Walking by faith with the Lord. Walking by faith with the Lord. Walking by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith with the Lord. That's how we're supposed to live. We walk by faith, but not by what we see. Now, I didn't tell somebody to close their eyes and go driving down the highway. Don't cross up what I said. I didn't tell you something stupid like that. We are only children of God by faith, not your religious affiliation, who your mama was, who your father was, because you had a lot of church children that grow because their mama was a pastor, a well-known preacher, or whatever. They feel that they obtained eternal life. Eternal life is personal. Did you hear what I said? Eternal life and salvation is personal. What if I have a thousand people? Of course, a thousand people couldn't fit in here. What if I have a thousand people here today? A one. My faith is in Because I have salvation in Christ Jesus, not by what I see. See, you walk by faith. You gentlemen, you walk by faith. You don't walk by what you see. My knee was in so much pain during this whole week. But you know what I kept saying? Even while my wife was at work, I kept saying, hopping around, I have confidence in God. I know that God has seen me through. I know no weapon that's formed against me, God prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I shall condemn because it's the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness of me saith the Lord. I know who I am. I 
I am a child of God. Why? Because I acted on that scripture. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Not hope knowledge. Not based off me reading the Bible. Oh, I'm a child of God. No, 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 no. It's based on my action. The Bible tells us in Romans that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, <coughs> that God rose Jesus from the dead, God shall be saved. And now who shall ever call upon the name of the Lord from up your heart? Y'all be saved. Ain't no special prayer. I don't have the service. I, I, I pray for people to pray the Lord want me to get saved. I pray, have to pray the Lord. But there's really no special prayer. You can call out for God from the heart and your faith and say, God save me. Driving down the highway. And some lunatic. Mad with somebody and put his foot on the gas and go flying. Not care who he hit. And they're coming straight at you. There's two things you're going to do. You're going to do like dumb people do. Put your hands over your head and scream. Ah! Are you going to say, no, save me. You know, like in a movie, when a murderer or a monster come in, a lady is standing there screaming, ah! Ah! It's so funny when I watch it. They scream, ah! Ah! In the real world, going, ah, ah, ain't going to stop the devil. You can go, ah, ah, all you want. If you don't know the power of the blood of Jesus, he's going to kick you behind and kill you. Yeah. And more than likely, he'll kill you because he wants you so. Yes, yes. The Bible says, the soul that sinners shall die and shall not carry in God's life. There's no ah, ah. Like in the movie. You know one of the funny things about movie? I watched a movie. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is true. I'm not making it up. In most movies, if you ever watch the black guy, got to die first. <laughs> the black guy got to die first in the movie. I've watched many movies. And the black guy always had to die first. That's not fair. The monster had to get him. The mobster had to get him. But he had to die first. He got to get blown up or something crazy. He had to die first. But let me tell you something about God. That's not how it works with God. God isn't interested in your color, your origin, your race. He's interested in your soul being saved. Amen. That's what he's interested in. But the only way we're going to truly be saved is by faith. I'm here for religious organization you go to because they have nothing. It's the truth. And it's hard to get people to understand that. I was raised in a Methodist church. They never talked about being saved. My godfather was a pastor. Never ever talked about being saved. I never even knew what saved me. I never, we said that, uh, well, okay, let me make it plain. I'm one of the kids kid that they used to lie to, and the children's church, they used to tell us that they were taking our candy money up to heaven. So I was one of these dummies that was always looking for the angel to come again. They told me the angel to come again, and I'm always looking for this angel to come again. I ain't never seen one. And as I got old, I said, they're lying. They know, I didn't even think you were nobody. I didn't even think I believed in angels. That's what made it so bad. They ain't no angels. Ain't nobody coming. They was taking their money to the uh, main church. But every time we were told that we got to give our candy money because the angels taking up to heaven. Only God knows what they were telling the adults. <laughs> no money. I want to make this plain. I want everybody to hear me clearly. No earthly money 
No earthly gold or silver is entering into the kingdom of heaven. None of this stuff here is clean enough, pure enough, enter into heaven. So all these guys running around teach you, God wants your money. I'm going to tell you honestly, God don't want your money. Amen. He don't need your money. He's not begging for your money. It's those preachers begging for your money. <laughs> Either you're going to ask, I ask, because we got to pay for the place. I ain't never begging nobody for nothing. My wife tell you, he ain't begging you because that can buy. I've been in service where preachers got down to a quarter. I was so embarrassed. And I even knew the person. That would made it so bad. He started with, I think, $100, and he got all the way down to, come on, everybody, could give a quarter. Please, please. I just put my money back in my pocket and called it a day. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Faith is something we act on. Salvation is only obtained by faith. I know y'all like to preach. Preachers are always screaming. Yeah! <laughs> and then when you go home, a wife, a husband asked you, how was the servant? Oh, it was great. What did you preach about? I don't remember. Why? Because you couldn't hear what he was saying. He was too busy screaming. He was screaming so much, everybody was jumping up down so much. But you don't know what happened. You might have missed your blessing because everybody was jumping and knocking you out the way. I've been in services like that. Everybody jumping. I'm like, what was he talking about? Faith is acting upon God's word like no one. The Bible said, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the day of a vocation. God gives us an opportunity to act in faith. He gives us that. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Here's the best thing God ever done for man. Outside of Jesus Christ. Did you know that God said, I've given every man, woman, boy, and girl a measure of faith. Isn't that something? Because why did God give faith? Because it's required. God is all about faith. He's the God of faith. So why would he be a God of faith and not give you something? Now remember we just talk about prosperity first, we about how they talk about God wants to do this and do that, but God already promised to give it to you. He said, no good thing will I won't hold from them that walk up right here before me. You got to really act on that. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered in the hearts of men that think that God prepared for them that walk up right here before Rightly before God, and then a breath for you. Isn't that something? It's that simple. All we have to do is walk uprightly. That sounds so simple, right? That's not easy. Walk uprightly before God. Oh, I'm gonna get blessed by God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That sounds simple and it's easy. You know why it's hard? Because we want to apply the word of God to our lives. So it becomes harder and harder when we refuse to apply the word of God to our lives. But we're going to claim that we're a child of God. Go to any prison in any state, in any country, free country, where Jesus Christ is acknowledged and accepted. You're going to find murderers that run, they claim they're Christians. You're going to find rapists that say they're Christians. You're going to find con artists that say they're Christian. You're going to find uh, thieves that say they're Christian. Because it's a title of heaven. Not a life. It's the life of Christ that makes the difference. Being a child of God, I just read you the scripture that said that we are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Ain't no other way to become a child 
of the living God. There's no other way. There's no other name under heaven whereby we can be saved but in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So let's look at this scripture just before we close out one more time. It says in Galatians 3.26, look at it. Therefore, we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know it's a dangerous thing to run around for a person to be running around calling themselves a child of God, a Christian, and don't know Christ Jesus? That's a dangerous thing. And when you know this person is saved, you need to tell them. You need to say you need to get Christ Jesus in your life. Listen, people say, don't, don't be judging nobody. That's not judging nobody. That's speaking facts. You're not going by what you heard. You're going by the person you If you work for the alcohol, are you going to say he's not an alcoholic? No. He's an alcoholic. Don't get drunk in that way. You would be wrong not to warn somebody. Don't let Joe drive him an alcoholic to go to drive and drink it. Stay, don't get no car with him. You are required to warn them. The Bible says, warn them for me. He said, when I stand unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And if you refuse to warn that blood on your head. That's the scripture. I didn't make it. And that's where we fail. A person does not have salvation outside of Christ Jesus. Religious stuff doesn't commit to heaven. Oh my gosh, I don't know how many religions there are. I mean, there are thousands of religions. This is why God sent his son for us to be saved from religion. Religion is what jack people up. Religion has you thinking I'm better than you. That's what religion has. My church is better than yours. My pastor is smarter than yours. Blah, blah. It's all about better than everybody else. But check this out. By faith, God given us better promises than anybody. God has given us better promises than you. You're only going to get those promises or man his word. That's interesting. I'm not pulling out today's message, but I want you to think about this. Whose salvation do you really have? Think about that for a moment. Whose salvation do you really have? Do you truly have faith in Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God? Do you really have salvation in him? Or do you have church salvation? Having church salvation is mean that you go to church faithfully, you do whatever the pastor has you to do, as long as it's not law-breaking, etc. But you, you're faithful. You give your money, you give your time. That's not salvation. That's being obedient to leadership. That's being helpful to the religious organization you belong to. Salvation is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior and obeying what his word say. And the only way you're going to obey God's word is by reading and studying. So the scripture says, study to show yourself a group of work you need and not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And you have to divide the word of truth and make sure God is speaking that to you. Everyone standing. It's interesting to be saved. 
It takes a thing to have faith. Many faith preaching and, and prosperity preaching and they give you all these scriptures about you being prosperous. God wants to be prosperous. And they give you all these scriptures. But they fail to give you the main one. You must be born again. You must. See, when you repent of your sins and truly accept Christ, here's what's going to happen. Christ is going to come into your life. He's going to start regenerating things that need to be regenerated. I heard a man, a, a Republican, he said when he first got saved, he didn't know no better. He did what the pastor, the pastor told him to do. He said, the pastor told him, he said, all Republicans, when you get saved, you have to become a Republican and you have to vote for Trump. That's exactly what the man said. He said, I just got saved and I didn't know no better. I, do, I want to be saved, so I did what the pastor said. But as he began to, he said when he went to vote for him, he felt grieved. This man truly got saved. He felt grieved, but he went on about him anyway. And then as he began to grow God's word and learn God's word, he said, wait a minute. What salvation have to do with politics? Oh, what, what? So now the pastor man, he was going to the back and said, wait a minute. I, in order for me to be saved, I got to be a Republican and vote for somebody. I don't even know nothing about it. See, you got to understand the word of God is where our salvation comes. I'm not against Republicans. I'm not against Democrats, Independents, Green Party, Orange Party, Purple Party, whatever party. But anyway, my whole thing is this. The man brought out a crucial point that a lot of people miss. His salvation isn't based on politics. His salvation was based on him accepting Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and allowing Christ to lead him. He said, I will never make that mistake again in my life based on my salvation on political stuff because that has nothing to do with being saved. That was interesting. Nobody asked him to say that. He just told, he told the truth. Those people that wasn't saved didn't understand what was going on, but I understood what was going on because he was making it plain. My salvation, my eternal redemption had nothing to do with political nonsense that Pastor lied to me. Just to get me to do that. He deceived He used salvation as a tool. So you got to be wise and observe what's going on around him. He used it as a tool to get him to vote for Trump. That was interesting. But if it was somebody else, he would have gotten involved with somebody else. Whether it was Trump or somebody else was running. That was it was a whole, the whole scenario was he said that it was required for him to be a Republican in order to be saved. That's shameful. That's shameful. Because there's no catch to salvation. Salvation is simply you accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. No religious organization, no political organization got none of that stuff got to do with salvation or eternal life. That's all temporal stuff. God already has his own government. That's the thing about God. He has his own government. And none of these turkeys running around in Congress are involved. Sorry. They don't qualify. They got to get saved first. Now you're heading me today. And those of you watching today, Those of you watching this broadcast today, those of you in the New York area, here the area, why don't you come out one Sunday evening at 5.15? We have 35. South Middletown Road, now you went to New York, 10954. We're here. Come out and rejoice with us. Bring your friends. Leave the devil home. 
Uh, we see him enough. He can hit the tree for me. But anyway, come and enjoy the Lord with us. Bow your heads over you that's not saved and repeat it over prayer. My prayer has no special power. The prayer we pray is a prayer of faith. And if you accept what the prayer does according to God's word, you will be saved. Your confession brings about eternal life. Not me. So don't be blaming me. Oh, God saved me. So don't be blaming me. You can say, you just asked from your heart. God saved you. Now repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to cleanse my heart, my mind, and my soul. Sanctify me according to your word. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be saved. I accept you as my personal savior right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, beloved, you can always send us an email. Uh, well, actually, you could, you could go to uh, our website at www.tabernaclesdeliveranceinc.org. Uh, and you can leave a prayer request, a testimony, or become a partner and help us with the ministry daily. So we can know what's going on with you. Send a prayer request. We're there to pray for you. We don't judge you. I hold no judgments against any, anybody because that's not my job. My job is to tell you the truth, pray for you, and uh, pray you along and teach you God's word. That's it. Until Wednesday night, Bible study, 8.15. I'll see you then. Our next Sunday at 5.15 p.m. Yeah,